It's time for JT the Brick. I am JT the Brick, focused black hole, getting in there, ready to rock. I got my A game. I've been there with the Raider Nation in the black hole. I've been in this rivalry. I've seen it in my 24 years here. It's a do or die game. Can't let them win in Vegas. Protect the house. Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a PhD. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show. Thank buddy. you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis, the history of the Raiders, they were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 angry men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are. Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now, that's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we get rolling today on a busy day. The Raiders are talking and we're reacting like we do on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio on that Raiders mobile app. We appreciate everybody who listens every day, all year round. A lot happening today. Busy show. Thanks to Harry Ruiz who was in for me yesterday. I was at the Raiders golf tournament yesterday. Fabulous time at Rio Seco. Uh, Raider current players, alumni, the head coach, Josh McDaniels, I spent some time with as he was driving around on a golf cart and a lot of proud partners of the Silver and Black. Several who listen to this show and are also partners here. So nice day out yesterday, back to work today. And we got a lot to get to heading into Memorial Day. We'll be off Monday as a company here. I'll be on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Memorial Day. And yeah, that's the anniversary of when I started my career, Bobby. We forgot about that. 27th year on Memorial Day. So uh, that's pretty cool. Very happy. And I can only do that because of our loyal audiences on any platform that you listen to. Okay. What do you want JT to be today? Should I be the trainer? Should I be the doctor? Should I be the therapist? What would you like me to do today? I was aware of the Jimmy G announcement, what was going to happen. We are available to take your calls as Jimmy G had a procedure because the Raiders are going to comment, including the coach coming up here. Uh, other athletic, the athletic reporting was their surgery or not. I think we all know what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo came here. He had a press conference. It was moved back a day. Jimmy's got a foot procedure, and Jimmy isn't ready for OTAs. When I was made aware of this, I've been told he's going to be fine. Everything is on pace for him to play and be ready for training camp. If he's ready for training camp, which today, as we'll get to some of the sound, it seems like he should be easily ready for training camp. That's the way I'm going to play it on the radio today. If he's not, then when we get to training camp, that would be a cause for concern for me. Uh, if he's ready for training camp, there's no cause, cause for concern. Injuries need to heal. Clearly, his foot needs to heal with the procedure that he had, and he should be ready to go. Now, I don't predict injuries, but a lot of fans want to predict injuries with Jimmy Garoppolo more so than any athlete that I've had to deal with in quite some time. I was talking to Bobby about this with hockey. We deal with Mark Stone. He gets hurt every year. You know, but he's a great guy. But we can you say, will Mark Stone be healthy all year? Probably not, but he's the captain of the team. He's a hell of a player. You go to basketball. Kawhi Leonard's one of the best players in the league, clearly. When healthy. I can't go here and predict that Kawhi is going to get hurt next year. He's healthy now. So you got to assume if you're healthy, you're going to play all the time and remain healthy. But the league doesn't give Jimmy Garoppolo that standard. The league and the fans all around the league, including in the Raider Nation, believe he's going to get injured again. 
I can't run a radio show that way. It's impossible for me to do that. I can't predict injuries. Can I predict that someone can get banged up? Look, Patrick Mahomes gets banged up every year, and he plays through injury, but he doesn't have to get surgery. Okay, Jimmy G's had to have surgeries, and when you have surgeries, it's supposed to heal and fix everything and get it to 100%. Not, okay, we had a procedure on a foot, and he's going to be banged up all year. No, 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 no. The procedure's done. He's not available because he's supposed to come back fully cleared at 100%. I want to tie this into something that I've been watching, and I completed it the other night, the Conor McGregor Netflix documentary. I highly recommend everybody watch it. I have a total newfound respect for Conor McGregor. All the guy does is live in the gym. All the money he's made, everything he's done, he lives in the gym. And he had a point at the end of his career where he broke his ankle and his leg, his fibia tibia. It's the nastiest thing. It's in the documentary. And he's crying talking to his doctor, orthopedic surgeon. When can I start training again? And the doctor's looking at him like, what are you talking about? Broke your leg. And he gets to the point where he's lifting biceps, sitting down, and he's rowing because he can't. He just could not stop working out. And then at the end of his career, he kept getting injured, injured, injured. But you would never know he was injured because he was right back in the gym. Jimmy Garoppolo has been injured a bunch. Supposedly, the injuries are supposed to heal to 100%. I am not privy to anything on his timeline other than the fact of what the coach said today. So I'm going to assume, because we're heading into our summer months here, that he's going to be full ready to go by training camp. If he's not, and we get a press conference three weeks from now, that he's not ready to go, yeah, I'll sound the sports siren, and we'll start talking about what's going to happen next. But everything indicates that he's right on track, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Not this is something that we have to worry about lingering. But for you out there, if you're a Raider fan, I knew this was coming. I knew we'd be doing this show, and you could react any way you want with this. But, you know, like I said, he's a member of the Raiders now. He's our quarterback in this town. I'm a season ticket holder. You're listening to the flagship. This is a guy that you want to build up, right? This is a guy you want to get healthy. This is a guy you want to lead your team to victory so you have a great season, more wins and losses. We could all get together and celebrate the Raiders and go to games and have a good time. This is not the time to bang on Jimmy Garoppolo saying he's this or that. No, he's got an injury. Professional athletes have injuries. They get them fixed. They get them tweaked. They have surgeries. Or they have to sit out and rest for them to become fully healthy again. And we'll see what happens here. Here's Josh McDaniel's opening statement from his first press conference from OTAs. Good to see you guys. Um, obviously, um, before we get started, just excited to um, – this is our, obviously our first week of OTAs. Um, had a really productive phase one. Um, phase two, same thing. Um, tremendous uh, attendance uh, from our guys, which is very similar to what I experienced last year here. Uh, I think the weather has a lot to do with that. So, um, you know, just uh, getting the opportunity to get out there now and work on, you know, some football stuff as opposed to conditioning, strength and uh, strength and conditioning and uh, the communication phase of it. And guys are really, um, you know, starting to, you know, create the, the bonds and the trust, you know, at this time of the year that you're going to need eventually when we get into pads and start doing the, the banging around. So um, good group, great group. Um, excited to continue our process here in, in phase three and looking forward to today. All right. So he said great group. These are the guys. He's, a, he's his guys now. 
right? His guys and Dave's guys as they deconstructed the roster and they're bringing in more players that they want. Then he commented on the status of Jimmy Garoppolo today at OTAs and going forward. There's a number of guys. You won't see him today. There's a number of guys that you're not going to see. Uh, again, I'm not going to – you'll see him. I mean, I'm not going to run down a list every time here. But, um, you know, no, he's he's going through his process just like we knew he would. Um, nothing has happened that would surprise us based on, you know, the information we had. Same thing with Tyree. Again, you know, there's a number of guys you're not going to see out there today. So, um, you know, rehabbing the things that they're rehabbing. And, again, we know we don't play a game for over 100 days. So, um, you know, they're doing everything they can do to, to get right. And when they're all ready to go, then eventually they'll be, they'll be back on the field. So what we know from this coach and the majority of coaches in the NFL, and the best example would be Bill Belichick, where he came under that tree, he's not going to update you on injuries. He's not. That's not. His, he's not going to do that. He's not going to update you on injuries other than to tell you the obvious he's not available. He's not going to dive down a rabbit hole with the media and talk about specifically what's going to happen, nor would any coach, or the majority of coaches wouldn't do that. Maybe one or two would get specific on that. More from Josh McDaniels on the timeline for Jimmy Garoppolo to come back. Could be. I mean, I'd say with all these guys, it's about the same. Like I said, when they're ready, um, some of them may be ready. You know, before the the spring is over, some of them may not. You know, and and again, we're always going to air at this time of the year on being smart. Um, you know, we don't play a football game till, like I said, three and a half months. So um, to try to rush them out there to get them out there in May, I mean, it's that's a you know, it's a poor decision. So um, doing a great job. All these guys are doing a great job with what they can do in terms of the rehab. They're in all the meetings, you know, all the football things that they can do that, you know, uh, aren't aren't jeopardizing anybody's ability to be ready to go here for the season. Uh, they're doing all those things. And uh, the guys that aren't out there, like I said, they'll just, you know, as soon as they're ready, they'll be there. All right. So that's what we have here now. I'm going to follow up with one more when we talk about the specifics of Jimmy Garoppolo here and what's happening, Bobby? We're going to play number five here, 45, on this comment that just came in. So for Josh McDaniels, you could tell the press conference started off. The media wanted more specifics on the status of Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm not – again, I'd say the same thing. There's a number of guys, um, and I'm really honestly not going to talk about the specifics of those things. Um, uh, again, those are private to those guys uh, individually. Um but, uh, you know, everything that's happened since we've signed Jimmy, uh, we, we knew ahead of time it's the same thing with Tyree. I would say it's the same thing with you know, a number of guys um, that we're aware of. So certainly had an awareness of all of it. Um, and, again, our, our preference is to not to push and rush anybody back at this point in time. Could we? I mean, you could make that decision. It's just, you know, I think the most important time of the year is going to happen when we get to training camp so that we're, we're ready to go. We can do the work we need to do in August. Yeah, so, so when we get to Tyree Wilson, the first pick, first-round pick, seventh overall with his foot injury, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who's clearly injured and working through a rehab portion to be back, you have two high-profile players not available for OTAs. The fact that it's OTAs is no concern to me. They drafted Tyree Wilson, understanding his foot injury. They brought that into the pick. They were completely comfortable with his medicals going forward, and he's on pace to easily be ready to go. And Jimmy Garoppolo, 
whenever they had the physical, whenever they looked at him. I wasn't in the room for that, but it was pretty clear if you looked at the timeline with Jimmy Garoppolo now and from what we're hearing from coming from the 49ers with the injury for the Raiders to evaluate him, know that there's something going on and to try to get it fixed and have this procedure done. And now that he's coming through it and there's a recovery process, that's what it is. So that's the show. Jimmy G's not available. And a lot of fans predicted this. Uh, When I came aware of this and knew about this ahead of time, I said, roll up your sleeves because some fans don't understand the fact that there's going to be a process here. Now, if the process is another four weeks or two weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, I would, I would say this about Derek Carr. I'd say it about Jeff George. I'd say it about Jamarcus Russell. I'd say it about Jim Plunkett. Whenever a quarterback does not have to play in the heart of the offseason, that's not a big deal. But the Jimmy G chemistry issue with Devontae will be big because if he was completely healthy, they'd be getting in a lot of work now. Like Derek got in a lot of work because he was healthy and Derek would be in the park throwing the ball around with Devontae and getting him going. Is that a concern to me? It isn't because Jimmy Garoppolo is a superior quarterback in decision-making, getting the ball back and getting the ball out on time and throwing a beautiful ball. Period. I mean, pro football focus, all the stats from 20 yards within. I don't think that's going to be a problem with him having chemistry with receivers who make the cut and they're open and he throws the ball and leads them. That's what he does. He's very good at that. So I don't think that's going to be a problem here. And I don't think the terminology is going to be a problem, which is really important to Josh McDaniels, is to have a quarterback who knows his system and is going to be in all the meetings, all the terminology, and ready to communicate with everybody. So I think that'll be at 100%. I don't know if they'll come back in 100% sooner or will it be a little bit later, but everything seemed seemed very calm today over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. It wasn't a panic. There wasn't blood you know, in the water. Everybody's saying, oh, my God. It's like, hey, he's on the process here. He'll be ready to go. Your comments, we're waiting for Devontae Adams. We're going to take that press conference live. And Devontae's supposed to speak here in the next 15 minutes, so that's what we're going to do with the show here. We want Devontae live. We're going to get to that when the Raiders put it up here, and it could be any minute. And then uh, we're going to talk about the Golden Knights tonight going for the sweep, which I'm really excited about, which is huge. Because Florida, who would have thought Florida already advanced? I cannot believe this. Florida has advanced in a sweep over a really good team. So we're talking about an eight seed in the Florida Panthers, really a team that could have missed the playoffs, let alone not got through the wild card, and they advance easily with the sweep. Puck rolls over the Panthers line down to our right. The final seconds tick away. This one's over. The Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup final. The Panthers are Eastern Conference champions. They sweep the series in four. A 4-3 win. Late game heroics from Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, that's pretty impressive there. Florida radio. You know, Vegas has been extremely hot here in the postseason and one game away. I think it's safe to say that Vegas is going to play Florida in the Stanley Cup final. Vegas will have the home ice advantage. Vegas is the better team on paper, but this Florida team is nasty. When you can beat the Boston Bruins and you start sweeping teams, it's got everybody's attention here. But there's no more excuses. And there's never been excuses with Vegas Golden Knight fans. This is the year of the Cup. You're playing Florida. You're not playing Boston. You're playing Florida. An eight seed. But Miami, the Heat are an eight seed. And look what they're doing to the Boston Celtics. And the NBA, I wasn't here yesterday to talk about LeBron getting swept in the postseason. I have a lot to say on that. 
and much more as we're brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, 64-plus locations out here in the Valley, and they're ready for you. So let's get some Raider fans on the phone here because I see a lot of Raider fans on Twitter. I don't read texts and I don't read tweets. I take phone calls or I talk for two hours straight. One of the two. That's all I do. I talk for two hours straight. Or if there's someone on the phone, I'll take their call. But I'm not going to sit here and re- read texts and tweets. Other shows do. They can do that. I want to interact with Raider fans. And you all seem to have something to say. Today, it starts OTAs. We know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't available. Uh, your level of concern, 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. I want to move on to Josh McDaniel's comments about Devontae Adams. He was on a podcast uh, talking about some issues, his comfort here with the offense, you know, the front office. Here's what the coach had to say. Yeah, um, Tay and I have a great relationship. I, I know he does with Dave as well, and um, he's here every day. And um, I didn't read the whole thing, so I don't really know exactly you know, every nook and cranny of that. But um, I don't think there's much drama here in terms of you know, my relationship, his relationship with us, um, the way he works, the way he goes about his business. Obviously, he had a great year last year and um, just looking forward to year two. Yep. So he commented on that. Uh, a lot of people in the media are asking all about that, the concern of Devontae, who's supposed to speak here in a couple of minutes here. More on Devontae and the coach. Yeah, Devontae and I have talked. I mean, we and again, I don't. I don't, I don't really, it's not really my concern that anybody necessarily adopts, you know, uh, every vision that Dave or I have for, you know, the, the decisions that we have to make. Sometimes those are difficult. Um, the thing I'd say about a player like Devontae, and we have many other players in the same category, is they have, they have a, an opinion and a voice uh, because they've earned it. And I respect the hell out of anything that they would say um, or suggest or anything like that during the course of the process of trying to improve our team, which I know where Devontae comes from. Um, he's a competitor. He wants to win, um, and that's really his sole focus. And, you know, that's what he does here every day. He's here pushing himself, pushing his teammates. He's been a tremendous leader again this spring um, for our football team. And I have no, like I said, those things happen, I'd say, all the time. You know, where somebody may have a, a question or a comment or a discussion is had, and those are the right things to do, and those players have earned it, you know. And so I have nothing but respect for, for anybody like that that has a comment or an opinion like that. So that's a very important soundbite from Coach McDaniels that Devontae's earned it. And what I, I'll, I'm not going to put words in the coach's mouth, but I'll just tell you some players haven't earned it. If you're a rookie, you haven't played, you haven't played in a game that really matters. You know, you go on podcasts, you say certain things. That's you, you don't do that. You don't do that if you haven't proven yourself. Devontae has. And there's a handful of players on this team, I think, that have a relationship like that where they can talk and kind of get a little bit loose and tell you eventually what they think. And you say, okay, look, it's 2023. Player empowerment. Players are allowed to talk about what's on their mind. It seems like Devontae, from everybody I've talked to, knowing people who know him around town, loves it here, loves being a leader. He brings a briefcase to work. And he's going to work really hard now. One more on Tom Brady, as Tom Brady now officially has a piece of the team. I have no idea how much it is. No idea at all. It's none of my business here. But the coach was asked about his former quarterback now, 
owning a part of this team going forward. They've had a great working relationship and friendship over the decades. I mean, look, I think everybody knows how I feel about um, Tom, the person. Um, you know, so if that uh, comes to fruition, um, obviously I'll I'll be incredibly excited about just you know. Um, him being somebody that's uh, in Raider Nation and has a, a vested interest in us doing as well as we can do and trying to, to bring a championship football team here to Vegas. And so, um, again, I don't know exactly where all that stands. I think that's a question that's way above my pay grade in terms of that stuff. But um, obviously had a great uh, history with the player um, and an even better one with the person. So um, that would obviously be a tremendous honor to, to partner up with him again. All right, so I just got a notification. Devontae's about to speak. We're going to cover it live here. So, again, if you're on the Raiders mobile app, you're listening to us, stay with us. If you want to go follow it on their stream, you can go do that. But when we come back, we'll take Devontae Adams' press conference, hear what he has to say, and take your reaction throughout the Raider Nation, the news on the status of Jimmy Garoppolo and his injury. When will he come back? What is your level of concern in Raider Nation? And Devontae Speaks, all brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin, proud partner of our show, the Quantro. Put it in everything. Player to reference Josh Jacobs. Obviously, he hasn't signed his. Yep. Believe he hasn't signed his tenure yet. Is there any hope that he could be out there for um, That's obviously that's up to to JJ. Um, you know, there's nothing really to report on that front. Um, I stand by what I've said all along. Love the player and the person, and um, I'll be excited when I see him. All right, Josh Jacobs. He answered that question. That was the head coach, Josh McDaniels. Billy Strings. I saw Billy Strings last night. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But let's go live to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Bobby's getting it ready. Devontae Adams is about to speak to the media. And this is a press conference we've been waiting for here, knowing this was coming today after practice today. So Bobby is getting this tuned up, and we'll be able to play this. We are brought to you by our great friends at M Resort. Uh, great to be out yesterday at the Raiders' official partner golf event, and good to see my friends from the M Resort as we head on out to Devonte. Hey, um, it was a recent article uh, that came out, and um, just trying to clarify what what was what you meant by you know there were some disagreements, and it seems like some people ran with that a little bit, and just want to give you a chance to maybe set the record straight on what you meant. Well, I mean, it's no, it's not really setting the record straight. I mean, I think a lot of things get taken out of context when you don't have uh, an interview to look at or people don't know the full story. So at the end of the day, I mean, you know, there's going to be opinions and there's going to be, um, you know, you're not always going to see things the exact same way. But, the, you know, when, you, when you've earned a, a right to have an opinion or you, um, you know, you see things a certain way or even, you know, going into the, the operation this offseason, obviously, you know, I made poke fun at having Aaron here a lot, and why would I not talk about having, you know, best quarterback to play the game and a guy who I have a lot of history with. So that's who I had on my mind initially. So, you know, that was never a slight at Jimmy. I didn't even know we were, you know, pursuing Jimmy. So it had nothing to do with any of that. And then obviously I put something on social media saying, um, you know, don't hit me up. Don't stop hitting me up if I haven't talked to you recently. Don't don't hit me up about this 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 stuff. 
And that was, I already said what that was about. That was clearing up the whole, um, you know, me just getting bombarded with messages like, oh, what's going on? How you feel about this and this, this and that? So, I mean, that could have been anybody. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm, like I said um, a couple times now, I'm, I'm excited to, to get to, to work with, you know, the new guys. And Jimmy's a great guy. Love him to death. Um, I didn't know him very well before he got here. But getting to, getting to work together a little bit, be around each other, um, getting to know him, you know, he's a, he's a great guy and definitely excited to get to work with him and, and everybody else that's in here. Um, you know, as far as the, the front office, I mean, I haven't had a relationship in you know in the past. This is ten years for me in this game, and I haven't had a relationship like what I have with those guys. So, everything's get taken out of context. I wouldn't be here. I mean, I told you guys right after the Derek thing. You know, I was here to stay, and I wasn't going anywhere. So, you can you can take you can grab something and run with it if you want. Just you know to to get clicks, and that's what that's what people often do with me and and things that I say, whether I misspeak or if I speak up. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm a Raider and I'm excited to to be here. I love I love my my head coach and I love the the general manager here and everybody. I mean from the from the top to the bottom. So um, I have no reason to lie. I mean one thing I don't do is BS. So I'm not gonna make anything up when it comes to that. I'd rather keep my mouth closed if if I have negative things to say. But when I say that these are some some good men in this in this place that I I really value the relationship that I have with them. I mean that. So. You know, that's, that's about all that needs to be said for that. Yeah, it does feel, listening to you talk, that, you know, you're given a voice, and it's not just to hear you talk, but it's actually to listen to what you have to say, that they respect it. Do you get that sense that there's a Correct. I mean, it's, I've, I've never been um, encouraged to speak up and share my feelings with the organization the way I have with, with these two guys. I mean, and I felt that from the first time that I got the call from them right after getting traded, that that's the type of, you know, um, environment I was going to be coming into just based off of what they heard about me, the respect they have for the things I've done on the field. And, um, you know, I try to give them that, that respect back. And obviously sometimes things get said and, and taken out of context, like I said, and um, it's never my intention to, to bring any type of negative attention or, um, you know, throw off the focus of the team or whatever, which did not happen, by the way. Uh, we got a lot of guys in here that know me well by this point and, no, my intentions. No, I just want to win. I'm here to try to win a Super Bowl, like everybody else is on their team. Um, uh, so that's that's really my only focus. I'm not really. The thing is with me, and I've, I'm I'm unapologetically me. You know, at the end of the day, I truly do not care what people have to say. So when I'm when I'm clearing things up and talking about this stuff, a lot of times it's me protecting other people that were involved. Like I don't ever want Jimmy to feel a way, think that I didn't want him here or I don't like him or I don't want Josh to feel like, you know, or, you know, I post a picture with Ziggs and then they're like, oh, is it, is it Josh that he's, is he, is, that must be the, the real problem. So y'all can do that. If you're that bored, like go, go play Monopoly or some shit. Cause for those of us that know you, though, when it came out, we thought it was not much just because of what you said publicly, probably everything else. Thank you. Is that the, the most difficult part of being a superstar that people parse every word, every... Typically, I'd say for the, for the average person, yes. For me, like I said, if it was left, if nobody came to me and was like, you know, these are the, the issues that are going on in the world. First of all, I don't pay attention. I'm like, I like live under a rock half the time. You know, I, I find out stuff usually last. I told you I found out I was traded on Twitter. So um, I, don't, I don't usually know what's, what's going on with that nor do I care. And I don't mean this in a malicious way at all, but 
I've become who I've become by not caring. Like I had, I was in the dumps. I talked to you guys when I first got here. It was, I was in one of the worst parts of my life when I was in the NFL, um, as far as, you know, mental headspace and, um, confidence wise and everything. And when I learned to stop caring about what other people think, like now, you know, if I drop a ball in the game, it's just something that happened. It's not like, oh my God, there's 80,000 people in here. It's on TV. All these things, I don't really have the other factors that, um, you know, those don't contribute to my, my mindset in a negative way. So when I hear about it, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. So it's definitely difficult for, you know, the, the average person in this position. But for me, I, I keep it rolling. I'm going to keep it pushing the, the same way as if it never happened. And um, the damage control usually comes in to try to make sure people understand. And I don't want guys walking around feeling uncomfortable in the building or, or otherwise. And it usually only comes where I do decide to, you know, come forth and, and speak up to, um, you know, when I actually care about that person enough. And, and clearly I care about the people in this building to, to do that. So right now, Jimmy G isn't, isn't practicing. What are some other ways that you can work on building a rapport with one another? Um, tape, um, talk, all that stuff, learning learning each other. I think um, Aaron and I's relationship um, or the connection on the field went to another level when our relationship um, off the field went to another level. So just chopping it up with them. Um, I've, I've got to know him pretty well. I mean, obviously, it's only been about six weeks or so since we've been doing it, but I know a decent amount about him now, and I feel like that'll help us on the field, just knowing him and knowing the way he thinks. Some of the things he said to me about, you know, what he's seen from me on tape and what he's seen from me at practice, that, that type of stuff helps too. Devontae, obviously you've established yourself as a leader of the team, but another guy that was kind of next to you throughout practice that was talking a lot leading was Jacoby Myers. Mm. You know, what has been your relationship like with him since he's been here? What was your kind of your idea of who he was as a receiver before he got here? That's a great question. Um, I told Kobe, I said, man, I learned more about him. Um, and part of it was my ignorance. You know, like I said, I don't, I, I live under a rock a lot of times. So I didn't really see, you know, in, in, in New England, I didn't see him featured as much as maybe they, he should have been based off of what I saw, you know, when they came here and we practiced against him. Um, and so far what I've seen from him now, I mean, he's, he's a pro. He, he's he's got a lot of tools on the field, and the way he thinks about the game to be a relatively young player is is impressive to me. So I'm I'm excited to work alongside him too. Going back a second, you talked about you know, stopping. You, you don't care anymore. You know you didn't think you might think about a drop early in your career. You don't think about that now. You kind of let that go. Do you think success allowed you to not think about those things, or do you think you had success because you stopped thinking about those things? Another good question. I think that. Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. The the real confidence, like every receiver is going to tell you, you know, I think I'm the best or I want to be the best. That's the that's the right mindset to have, right? But once you have a little bit behind it, whether it's the resume or you've made plays in practice or just your work ethic, you've, you've changed something in a way, you know, you operate on a, on a daily basis, the things that you actually do contribute to the mindset and the true confidence because we can all say whatever, you know, you can say I'm the best writer in the world, but if everything you write is, you know, lackluster, then that's, that's not, you're just saying it at that point, nobody else is going to really respect it. So, um, you know, I, I just put the work in and like I said, I started to forget some of the other things and just put it out of my mind, changed my mindset a little bit. And once I, once I had enough behind it, it just kind of, I guess it intensified that, uh, that confidence and that kind of, you know, I don't, I don't really care factor. And, um, you know, here we are. You mentioned about respect means a lot to you. You live under a rock, but respect. Last year at the end of the season, Sam Webb talked about almost pinching himself that he gets to compete against you the best. Mm. 
what is it about him? He's competing for a roster spot. What is it about Sam Webb? Because he talks about you coaching him, so obviously you've taken interest. Yeah. Could you talk about what it is about him that you like about his game, please? Well, just that part that you said right there. The Another player that I played with um, in the past that turned out to be, I mean, he's, he's he's probably the best in the league right now, Jair Alexander. Same type of thing where came in and I never seen a guy. I mean, usually I beat a guy on one-on-ones and they kind of just chalk it up like – I'm a rookie. That's that's Devontae. Like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to get kicked off the team for him beating me. And Ja was in the locker room right after the first training camp practice, and he had his iPad out before anybody came in there, like literally like looking at the plays, trying to figure out like what it was. And he comes up to me and asks, like, I don't want to bother you, but, you know, like what happened here? Like what made you – how did you know I was going to react this way or whatever? So Sam kind of has that edge, and I'm not comparing him to Ja as far as, you know, Ja's obviously in a different place in his career right now. But but the the intentionality and the just the the care um, to want to get better like that and to learn and and to for it to mean as much as what it does to him that that says a lot about him as a player. So that's why um, you know when you have an open book like that, it's easy to kind of put him under your wing and um, you know teach him. And the more the more we do, the more he wants to learn. The more he comes and talks to me about it, and then I, I see the growth. And then you know we'll talk about something. Um, you know, I might shoot myself in the foot, tell him something, and then he'll actually play it really well based off of that. But that's what we want. That's what I want to see as a leader and as a vet on the team. I want to see the young guys taking information, not just coming up and talking, just to be like, oh, you know, I talked to Devontae to, about whatever, just to put on a show. Um, you know, so I respect that about him, that it, it means a lot to him to be able to ask those type of questions, which is why I kind of naturally gravitated toward him. Devontae, I know that, uh, you guys are still at kind of ground zero right now, like all 30 other, 31 other teams. I just felt watching out there that maybe you guys were a little bit ahead of the curve compared to this time last year. Yeah. I know there are some new faces, new quarterbacks, but do you feel like there's a there's a um, more more progressive starting point this year compared to last year? For sure, definitely. I mean, we we're in a different spot right now. Um, just having a year under our belt now with this system and with this coaching staff, I think part of it to give the coaches a little bit of credit too is they're in a different place and obviously understand that we get it a little bit more now so um it's not really as much you know guys running around with their hair on fire it's, it's a little bit more of a um toned down not that not that they're not getting after us because they should as coaches still but um there's a little bit of a you know these guys understand it and and they've made progress so we can kind of chill out a little bit too so i mentioned that to to eb yesterday i said i can feel that from the coaches and i think that the players respond well to stuff like that and obviously, if we're not improving and we don't look better, I'm not expecting for them to be that way. So obviously, that's, that's a little bit of, you know, both sides working and, uh, you know, kind of meeting in the middle. This is the Devontae Adams press conference over at the Raiders facility on Raider Nation Radio. Coach McDaniel's system, how much does that benefit you in terms of learning the nuances of the system? I mean, I'm just in a whole different spot coming in now. It's like... You know, last year it was it's almost like taking the same course twice. You know, you you take algebra once, which I've never done. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that. But um, yeah, taking the same course, you go in, you take algebra the first time. You never heard of algebra. You never dealt with it before. And you know, you've you've taken calculus before, trigonometry, and then this is a whole. You got to unlearn everything about trig and then go to this now. So that's that was part of the the kind of adjustment for me was unlearning some of the things that I knew before that, you know, is obviously going to be a little bit of a, a bastard in, in this offense. And, um, you know, once you once you can let go of some of those things, you can now play a lot faster. 
um, just be flowing. It's not as much, you know, just stressful nights trying to study to, to you know, memorize what I'm doing here and doing there. And I, also the, the coaches simplified some stuff for us and made it a little easier coming back too. So, um, like I said, it's, again, it's kind of a we – we fed off each other there to make it a little bit easier. Delonte, you um, <clears throat> you talked about your mindset, right, eight years in Green Bay and where the sort of low light hit for you. And then you come here and there's a comfortability um, – I listened to your interview with Brandon Marshall, watched it, um, and, and you talked about some specific things from last year. You mentioned the KC incident. What were some of the low lights that you found a roller coaster mentally last year that you were able to grow from and that's made you mentally stronger to come into the season to become more of a leader in the locker room and for yourself just be mentally healthy? Um, uh, I don't there was nothing really. I mean, I wouldn't look at the Casey incident as something that, uh, you know, obviously to say I learned from it, I don't want to say I didn't learn from it because that makes it sound like I'm not remorseful and stuff like that, but it was just a, an, an instance. It's not something that I, I needed that needed to happen for me to know that was not the right thing to do, you know? So it was just something that happened. So at the end of the day, it was more so learning from some of the stuff that happened on the field and learning patience, dealing with, um, you know, a new new coaches, new new system, and coming in being used to you know having 13 wins for three my last three years in Green Bay. Um, and another thing I talk to people about is understanding how the importance of um, I mean this is, is a little bit off topic, but just the quality of life too. Like just coming here and knowing because in Green Bay, I mean I kind of mentioned it. Um, I, I believe I mentioned it would be Marsh, but Green Bay we won a lot of games, but. It still was a certain level of, I don't know if it's because we took it for granted or whatever, but now I have a better understanding for how good it feels to win. You know, so going through some of the trials last year and, and, and losing some of the games or a lot of the games that we should or could have won, um, you know, the patience and, and, and those kind of kind of go hand in hand. And um, I learned that it's, it's definitely not as easy as maybe we made it look before. So um, working with new guys and um, coming in with even more new guys this year, just learn basically. I, I think patience is the biggest word at the end of the day. Devontae, this is for all intents and purposes, this is only going to be like your third different quarterback since high school. <laughs> How daunting, inspiring, refreshing is that learning curve going to be? And also, you didn't have to take college algebra at Fresno State. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer the last part. Uh, um, what, was, what was the first question again? Sorry, you threw me off. Your high school quarterback before Derek, you got with Derek and. Uh... Well, I had Christoph Bono. That was uh, Steve. You guys, a couple older guys in here. Y'all know Steve Bono. Um, his his son was my quarterback. Then obviously I had Derek. Then um, who do I have in Green? Aaron, Aaron in Green Bay. Uh, also had shout out to Brett Hundley out there too. So I had Brett. I had a, I had a couple of them. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been. I've been blessed, man. With with some some very confident and and capable um, throwers of the ball. So. Um, I could uh, I can attribute a lot of my success to because learning from those guys honestly because Christoph had had a lot more um, reps than me I guess at that point I wouldn't say experience because I you know I knew football but he had a lot more reps than me so I did learn some stuff from him and his dad at that point coming in obviously I learned a lot from from Derek at Fresno and then um, you know learned how to be a pro and and how to do things the right way in, in Green Bay and and how to practice and how to lead and all that stuff um, from Aaron so. I've been blessed, man. Um, you know, having having some of the guys that I've had to throw me the ball for sure. Thanks, everyone. Cool. Thanks for making it.
All right, everybody, that's it. Devontae Adams, what a press conference that was. I'm very candid with his comments. His love of the organization said he loves the coach, loves the front office. And as Vinny opened it up, Vinny Bonsignori cleared the air on anything that he said on podcasts or in columns there. And basically the big takeaway for me is he doesn't care what people think. He's going to go out and be Devontae and prepare. And seems like he's in a really good place. So that that's a very important press conference because if Devontae stood up there and I had no indication that he was going to do anything else other than praise the organization and be happy about his teammates and Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever it was going to be. Those are some good questions. He said it. Uh, they asked him about his feelings, about a lot of different topics, and Devontae a- answered every question there. So we got a lot to react to. Devont- he's not going to have a press conference like that again. You, you just don't. He'll speak throughout training camp, but it won't be under a scenario like this. The, the media wanted him to comment on record about what he thinks about the organization from upstairs in the building, the front office, to the team, the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no surprise, he lobbied for Aaron Rodgers. So did I. I lobbied for Aaron Rodgers every day. I lobbied for Tom Brady. Got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a very good quarterback and working through an injury. Now, I was all for getting a veteran in here with experience to help the team win and get more comfortable in this system. The guys who would have been most comfortable in this system were Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Never did I imagine Tom Brady would be a minority owner with the team and Jimmy Garoppolo would be here, but he talked about Aaron Rodgers and how important that was for him, and then he moves on. So that's Devontae. Coach McDaniel spoke today. Let's get some reaction when we come back from the Raider fans on them two talking today because there's not a lot of other low-hanging fruit, man. Again, we're not going to be breaking down the third-string safety here. The big topics are the coach who spoke to the media today and told you that Jimmy Garoppolo will be out until training camp. And then Devontae Adams just cleared the air. And once we cut up that interview and maybe play a portion of it again, this love stuff, he was saying, I love the coach. I love the front office. He didn't have to say that. He could have went in there today if he didn't and said, I'll have no comment on that. Or I'm not thrilled with what's happening here. Or this or that. I don't like the direction of the offense. None of that from Devontae which I've told you about sitting in this chair for weeks now. It's the offseason. People are looking for anything out there. And Devontae Adams, I was really impressed. Bobby and I are listening to this as we got the feed from it, saying, okay, this was a very pointed and candid moment for him in this organization. You're either with us. I knew he'd never be against us, but maybe he would have a little bit of discomfort and not happy about a few things. That is not the case, and that's coming from him. Not something taken out of context. You just heard about 15, 20 minutes of Devontae Adams' impression of what's happening going forward. This is a controversial day for some, not for me. That's why I'm here on this flagship, in this day part, talking to Raider fans. So you got two big topics today. The coach on Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, the process that he's going through, and your initial reaction to Devontae. Be the Raider Nation and react to these two big storylines coming up 702 365 9,200. Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. We have a new member coming up. I'll interview her next hour. Along with Gary Lawless will join us from Dallas as the Golden Knights are going for a sweep tonight on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Brought to you by Modelo. The fighting spirit of Modelo. And my bucket of Modelo's with you every Friday here on the flagship.
two on the play clock. They get the snap. They only bring four. Stidham in the pocket. Gets out of there. Eyes downfield. Flag flies. He's drilled as he throws. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20. 10. Touchdown Raiders. Stidham was drilled as he threw it and found a wide open Devontae Adams for if it stands a 60-yard touchdown. Jason Horowitz will have on the show in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Play-by-play voice of the silver and black. JT, back to, with you, brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. Alex in Orlando, DeCastaverde, 702-222-9999. If you get into an accident, their legacy built with a firm that their dad founded, tremendous relationships in town. They will help you if you get into an accident. Our guys, Raider fans and proud partner of the show, 702-222-9999. Yesterday was a really fun day. I was out at Rio Seca. The Raiders had their big corporate golf tournament. All their corporate partners were out there. Met so many good people that I knew already, new people that were out there. Had a great time with the group that I played with, and it was a lot of fun out there. Got a chance to emcee the awards at the end. Man, the Raiders give out some really good stuff at a golf tournament. I've been to a lot of golf tournaments, man. I have a locker of shoes and all this, man. You get the Raiders swag, and the people are just, their heads on a swivel, and their partners are unbelievable. Just like we say here, corporate Partners mean everything to us, mean everything to Mark Davis with the Raiders and everyone here who works with us at Lotus Broadcasting. So Coach McDaniels came out there, went out to every hole, so I spoke to him for a few minutes about the offseason. His family, uh, some off-topics, knew he was going to have this press conference today about Jimmy Garoppolo. This would come through. I thought he handled it well. Uh, That's kind of not his thing to go up there and talk about injuries and to be a trainer. You could tell from where he comes from in the past – that they're not going to give details out on any type of procedure, any timeline, and all of that. But there were a lot of people in the media, which is fine, didn't see this coming today, and that's why you have these press conferences, and the members of the media who were there had to react quickly to this news. Maybe some knew, maybe some heard that he was going through this process here, but overall the Raider Nation did not know about it. Now you know that he has the opportunity to come back here What will that timeline be? And Devontae Adams' press conference, he mentioned his lifestyle too. I know people that know him more so than I know him. I don't know him well. And they say he loves it here. And he made that point. He mentioned his lifestyle and where he is in his life out here. I think he's going to work. He's going to come hard to work. And a lot of people have tweeted at me and texted at me about Brian Hoyer. The Raiders' QB1 now is Brian Hoyer. He's a very, very, very good backup quarterback. If you had to throw him in a, in a pinch for two games, I'd be comfortable with that, but not, not much more. You, know, you don't want him to be the starter here. So Jimmy Garoppolo, the timeline. And then a lot of other of my buddies through the Raiders and people I'm texting with, you know, how much work will Jimmy G get in when he comes back healthy from surgery? Will he participate in the joint practices? Is there a point to put him out there? Yeah, I think you have to. you got to get him out there in a rhythm. Will he play in the preseason? I don't know. I wouldn't play him in the preseason. Coming off an injury and a long rehab, I wouldn't play him in the preseason. But you got to play him in practice. And the question is, you got the red jersey on him. No one's going to be able to hit him in practice. We understand that. How much work can he get in? How much work is he getting in now? Can he get in before the start of training camp to hopefully be back at 100%? Uh, We'll talk Vegas Golden Knights next hour and more reaction. Max Crosby meeting the media. So the big boys from the Raiders speaking today as they kick off OTAs on the flagship.